Hey, babe, last episode, you uh, talked about setting boundaries. Nope, hold up. And I feel we could talk a little bit more about that subject. Okay. Well, before we get into that, what episode is this? Hey, this is episode 72, a Welcome to TNA podcast. If you're watching this, we appreciate you. Yes, we do. We do. We do. We got a couple of boundaries that we thought, thought about throughout our relationship. Okay. You know, it's really easy to get into a relationship and not set boundaries, and uh -huh. then you just cycle back and you end up breaking up. Yep. Because you don't set the standard. That's right. All right. So we got a physical, emotional, sexual, financial, and intellectual boundaries that we can set. All right. Let's start with physical. Let's get physical. 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 <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. So this is just any type of touching, being around in your space. Just like always around the person. And sometimes that can be overwhelming, but sometimes people like it. So you really have to communicate what it is that you want for yourself in your relationship. Yeah. And when, when two people that love touching meet up, oh my God, it's a sight to see out there in public. <laughs> they're going through the grocery stores, they're holding hands. PDA, PDA. You often see them at restaurants sitting on the same side of the table. <laughs> I'm like, act like y'all been together before. So weird to me. It is weird. We're our live audience today, if you can hear her, shout out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which makes me think, like, as far as physical boundaries, like, I'm not the touchy-feely type. No. I'm not the hold-your-hand-nonstop type. And a lot of people think, like, if you're not doing that, like, you're not going to be successful. But that's not true. That's facts. Everybody has their own vibe. Yeah. I mean, when we first met, I think you, like, love holding hands. Mm -hmm. And I was like, why does she love holding hands so much? It's so weird just walking through the mall, swinging arms, holding hands. No, you wouldn't do it. You wouldn't let me do it. Because it just felt different. And I was like, this is my, like, first boyfriend, like, official boyfriend. And I was, like, ready to hold hands and everything. And it was. It was not happening. It was not happening, but it's okay. I learned to respect that. And then as we matured, as I matured and got older, I kind of saw other people do the touchy, touchy, feely, feely in public. And it was kind of awkward. It was kind of awkward. Yeah. But, but I think, yeah, there's nothing wrong with holding hands. I mean, I hold hands whenever we're going through like a huge crowd. Yeah. Or we're in like, let's say we at the state fair and it's jam packed. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there could be a situation where you can get missing or a whatever and a yeah so we hold hands then but it's like if i'm in the mall or we at the grocery store what's the purpose of us holding hands yeah in the grocery store i'm trying to get in and out that's for one. true that is true like i don't got time to be holding hands i gotta run over here and grab the chicken breast i gotta go over here and grab the frozen <laughs> vegetables let's not forget that your palms get sweaty oh yeah it gets a little bit gross mm -hmm. <laughs> But yeah, I always, I like it when like you're leading the way in an area that's super crowded or congested and you'll take my hand and I feel like that's leadership and love. Yeah. And I think we hit it soft on the physical boundaries. You know, there's some people out here in the world that says they, you don't love them unless you hit them. Ooh. There are people out there like that. Yeah. And it's sad to see, it's sad to hear about, but... I guess that's a physical boundary that they set for their lives. 
or that they don't set for their lives. I guess if you put it that way, it's like they didn't set that to begin with. So then they just got used to that type of behavior. And that's just the expectation of what love in a relationship is. I guess so, babe. I don't know. But now that you said that, it's not just it's not just like the touchy-feely. It reminds me of when I get off of work and I just need to decompress. Mm-hmm. And when I come home, well, this might be different now with a child in our lives. But before that, I would come home and I just would need like 30 minutes or an hour just to myself where I could just think and kind of settle down from a lot of interaction with a people little bit of social distancing right? a little bit of social distancing yes because you are i'm so on during the day during the work time mm-hmm. that if i have to come home and be on right when i get home i feel completely exhausted and drained it's like i need to refill my cup of my introvertedness <laughs> to really feel like i can give my all to you in the relationship so physical space and social distance i guess you could say maybe me going to the gym for 45 minutes or me cooking dinner by myself without interruption or me watching TV for 30 minutes or even just taking a nap. Like there's physical space. And I feel like when you start dating someone, you feel like you always have to be around that person. You always 24 Mm seven. And then there comes a point in the relationship where you're like, Oh my gosh, can I just get some time to myself? You know? And Mm -hmm. That's that physical boundary where you're like, okay, you're going to go do this and I'm going to go do this right now. And then when you come back together, it's like, oh, you kind of have an uplifted spirit. Like you're, you like being around the person. It's not like you don't like it. It's just when you have the fix of always being around a person, you need your own space and you need your own time. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree. Okay. All right. Moving on. I don't have nothing else to add right there. I was just pausing because our live guest was cutting up back there. I was trying to tell them, get off your phones, pay attention to the podcast we're actually filming right now. Yeah. Okay. So that would be an emotional boundary, right? Mm-hmm. Setting those expectations so your feelings don't get hurt Oh yeah. while we pod. That's right. You got any? Emotional? Yeah. I, d- I definitely don't want to talk about my weight. Hold on, that wasn't even on the... Hold on, you saying that's like an emotional boundary? It or is, you just yeah. telling me you don't want to talk about the weight it's on the both. podcast? It's both. All right, uh, <laughs> we don't have to talk about it then. <laughs> Moving right along, do you got a different one? Um, Emotionally, just understanding how your partner communicates. Because that can really affect how you feel about the other person. Yeah, that makes sense. Make and a lot we, of sense. We had some issues with that in the beginning, right? Oh, yeah. We had a lot of issues. Basically, it was me. It's always you, you know? I'll, I'll be me. sitting here sometimes. Hi. <laughs> I'm the problem. It's me. <laughs> I'll be sitting here expressing my true feelings, expressing how I, you know, see the world, and you'll just sit there on mute. And I'm like, you can't respond. You can't say yes. You can't say uh-huh. Like, there is a way to communicate Whenever someone's speaking and you also have to learn your partner because like I'm a person, if I'm talking to you, I may not want you to respond, but you got to at least give me some clues that you're paying attention or listening. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm just going to shut up and keep it moving. Yeah. And I think when I was in the early stages of our relationship, I was in my own head. Like if you were talking or something was wrong, I would be completely silent. I wouldn't know how to respond. And I would just like get sunken into myself and just not respond at Sunken all. Place. Physical, like like 
on my face, through words, nothing. I would just sit there like, oh my gosh, he's yeah. talking and I just don't even know what to say. But I grew out of that, thankfully. Yeah. And I think we worked together to to get to a point where we were communicating effectively. Yeah. But you have to you have to know how your partner communicates, especially like when or if Travis gets mad, like I know now, just give him some time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he'll he will come around and talk to me again. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I'm out of here. <laughs> Yeah, so emotional. I'm sure that if a therapist or a counselor has any more in-depth insight on emotional boundaries, we would love some comments in the in the in the um, comment section because oh, yeah. we're not experts. We're just kind of going through these. Yeah, based on our experience, based on our, our lives, and what we've seen in the world. The next one is fun. What's the next one? Sexual. Watch this. <laughs> Sexual boundaries. Uh, how do we talk? How do we hit this? <laughs> crickets, crickets. I guess you gotta know what your partner likes, what your partner doesn't like. I mean, are you yeah. down for open relationships? Do you want it closed? Do you want the back door open? Do you want it closed? Like, you gotta think about all these different things. I guess <laughs> you do. And I think oh, the overarching concept with all of these boundaries is having open communication, which we talked about last mm-hmm. pod, and also just being respectful of your partner. And I think that that's that's it. Like you just have to know what they like and know what they dislike. Yeah. And keep it moving. And we will. Let's go. <laughs> All right. Financial boundaries. Are you sharing a bank account or not? Do you need your money in a different location? Yeah. Yeah. It used to. It used to be where it would feel like. When we first got joint accounts, I'd be like, oh, my gosh, he's going to check my bank account and see how many times I go to Starbucks in a week. (laughs) I think we've already addressed this, but, you know, you just have to set the boundary of respecting other people's money. Right. You work hard. You earn it. Now, let's say what happens if you are in a one working household like you work. I don't work. Then it's like, what do you feel like money should be spent or dealt or given allowances or stuff like that? Uh, are we potting or you want me to be serious? Am I? Pod. Okay. <laughs> well, this allowance should be given. If there's one person working in the house, that one person come home and say, here's $1,000 for you to spend this month. Don't you spend a dime over it. Oh. And if you do, I'm not giving you a coin. You're on, you're on your own. <laughs> Do I get gifts from you at least? Does that oh, count in the thousand dollars? H E double hockey stick. No. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, well, I think that you know, if you have a joint bank account, you should definitely talk about budgeting and like what's the most money you can spend without going over it with me first. Yeah, I think that's a good um, boundary to set because oftentimes when people join relationships, they don't join bank accounts. Mm-hmm. So like the other person that still have their separate account. But I guess like for me, you got to look at it as it's a household income, right? So whether our accounts are separate or together, if I'm out here spending money recklessly, <laughs> then it's still going to affect both of us, mm-hmm. whether you can see it or not. Yeah. I like it. Okay. That's what true. And then and one of the things, too, we've done an episode on this before, but just, like, it's a little bit different for us because we 
grew up when together as far as money wise. Yeah. We didn't have anything and then we you basically still don't we, have had, anything, we had to like <laughs> combine our money during college and stuff like that to to make it. So it just kind of has been a gradual respect and mutual understanding with money as we've grown through our our lives. Yeah. You hit on an excellent point there about us starting from the ground zero where like oftentimes if you didn't meet in college and you meet out here in the real world, like you're not at zero anymore. Yeah. And so then this becomes probably a tougher conversation to have. Mm-hmm. And but it's one that's needed. Yeah. Those boundaries need to be set. Mm-hmm. Especially if kids are involved. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like stepkids and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But um, intellectual boundaries is the the last one that we're going to talk about. Yeah, respect my opinions. They may not be right, but just respect them. You don't got to agree with them, but don't look down on me if you do disagree. Yeah, or just like dismiss anything that you said. Like, well, I'm not going to even cover that because it makes no sense. And like, it's so belittling when someone expresses something to you and you just just ignore it. Yeah. Or you say it's stupid. I mean, I made yeah. a mistake of doing that a couple of times, and boy, do I regret it. So if you're watching this podcast, don't be like me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> Be better. Yeah. Be better than me. Yeah. So just be respectful. But there's things that, again, I would like to say is that, like, there's difference between intellectual boundaries and your morals and your beliefs. Like if you truly believe in something and you have a moral compass for this aspect on an issue, then you shouldn't bend or break based on your partner's opinion of it. Like that you shouldn't be with someone who's wanting to change who you are as a whole. Now, if it's something where like, I like chocolate ice cream and I like vanilla ice cream, like that's just an opinion. And that's just something that's like, a small detail of who you are. And be <laughs> it doesn't about yeah, it. it doesn't make or break you as a relationship person. or as a person. Yeah. Yeah. So those are some healthy boundaries to to set. I think if you reflect on your relationship now and if you don't have healthy boundaries, you should try to implement them. All right, so what are they again? Physical, emotional, sexual, financial, and intellectual boundaries. And if you establish these six boundaries, five. I, oh, five. <laughs> if, you, if you establish these five boundaries, I guarantee you, you'll go in your relationship feeling strong. Who knows what will happen from there? Yeah. Who knows? If your relationship turns in from, from dating into marriage, just from listening to this episode, shout us out. Yeah. <laughs> and if y'all break up, Shout us out, too, so we can stop giving relationship advice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyways, on the trending topics, baby, yeah. we got any news? I Well, we in Charlotte, so I guess we got to mention Beyonce came to town. Yes. Yeah, so our due date for our baby was August 9th, mm-hmm. and that's when Beyonce was in town. <laughs> what? We were so nervous that she was going to come on the same day of the concert because uptown traffic would have been crazy. Yeah, boy, were we wrong. <laughs> we were definitely wrong. Yeah, but um, but she was here. Yep. Shout out to Beyonce being the first woman to ever sell out Bank of America Stadium. So that's awesome. She's it great. looked amazing. The can- the pictures, the videos. I kept checking Snapchat, the little Story. map where you could update it. It was so cool. Yeah. 
Um, any other news? Oh yeah, we had we watched the Johnny Mazel Untold Stories yeah. on Netflix um a couple of days ago and what'd you think about it? Uh well if you don't know who Johnny Mazel is, he was a Texas A and M quarterback that ended up winning the Heisman. He partied too much. He had a lot of photos with Drake, all the rappers, all the celebrities yeah. while he was still in college. Mm-hmm. Um, when you watch the doc- documentary, not to give it away, it just shows you how many people in his life that failed him, like how many relationships that didn't work out with him, how many mm-hmm. people that overlooked the problem. Mm-hmm. For me, what didn't make sense was here was a kid that had drinking issues and they just glossed it over mm-hmm. a kid that thought about killing himself and it's like oh no but he plays football yeah it's like there were so many <laughs> people in his life that could have like came there to probably help him yeah so when I, when i was watching it it was it was different because you heard the narrative straight from his mouth mm-hmm. and it would play the videos while he was talking about how he felt and it made me think like oh wow he really doesn't look happy and that was kind of surprising for me because when i watched it back then when he was you know in real time it was like oh my gosh this kid he's so ungrateful he's so you know taking advantage of this great opportunity that's how i felt and like i thought he was just a spoiled white boy who made it into the nfl and it turns out he had some real issues going on but the other thing is, is like when he was talking about how he went from the Heisman Trophy winner, which was probably the happiest moment of his life, to being drafted, to being drafted there was a, like he wasn't happy about it. I think almost in my head, like my opinion was made that he just wasn't happy that he got drafted to the, to the <laughs> Cleveland Browns, right? That's the team. Yeah, that was. And true. so I just feel like he wasn't happy about that. And so therefore he just kind of threw the opportunity away. Uh, I think that played a part in it. He did mention like in the show how like he wasn't happy there and started Mm -hmm. partying too much. But I think more of it came from in college, like he didn't have to study and he can still go out there and ball out. Mm -hmm. Right. Like he can get drunk the night before we all did it in college. You were out partying with your friends. You have one too many. Mm-hmm. Except he's a football player, so the next day you got to go play a game, and he gets out there and he performs great. Like there's one scene in the show where, like the coach tells him, like you're, like you were drunk last night. You better play good today. And he goes out there and balls out, have one of his best games. Mm-hmm. And I think once he got drafted to the NFL, now you're dealing with grown men, and this is how they feed their family. And yeah. like. You my teammate, I'm going to say something if I see you out late night and then you're not coming to practice on time because mm-hmm. then you're going to make me look bad. And then I'm out of a job. Nice and screwed us over. So I think that pressure got to him a little bit. Yeah. But on a funny note, shout out to him for scamming. Him and his best friend for scamming. <laughs> it was all over social media. You heard the stories. Johnny Menzel came from money. Oil money. Oil money. <laughs> Everybody. Skip Bayless. Kyle, Colin Cowherd. All of us were saying it. He yep. came from money. He don't need to play football. Yeah. Turns out that was a scam. That's exactly what I was going to say before you got to that point. <laughs> I was going to say that I can't believe the reporters who are on national TV didn't do their real homework or do their real research. They just report whatever it is that they hear a rumor fly and they just go with it. They didn't even question the mom or dad and who knows if the mom or dad would have, you know, been in on it. They were in on it. They was willing to go to the hospital to get him out of a drug test. But I don't want to tell the whole story or the whole show. If you got time, please check it it. out. Uh, You can put it in the comments too that you watched it in. 
give us a real feedback on it. Yeah. What else yeah, we but got? just knowing that football season is starting, I think that's why it was on Netflix. But football season started. Yeah, it's back. Yeah, it is back. I, I'll, yeah, I'll save my saying for when the playoffs start if my team make it. Oh boy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, football's back. I'm excited about it. We'll see how good the Panthers be this year. Uh, see how good the 49ers be, and we'll hope take, for the best. Yeah, we'll hope for the best. Yeah, I haven't really heard anything about any of the teams, so we'll see. Yeah, we will see. Well, I guess that sums it up. Yes, it does. This episode is brought to you by... (laughs) Go ahead and hit it. Fierce Women LLC. If you're interested in public speaking coaching, hit me up on Instagram or my website link below. It's also brought to you by Power Training. I know last episode I gave a tip how you can lose weight without changing your diet. Um, I guess this episode, I'll give another tip for those out here wearing smartwatches. Um, an easy way to lose weight is you can look at your smartwatch. You can go to, to total calories burnt in a day and then subtract 500 from that. And that'll be how many calories you're supposed to eat in a day. So um, if you're taking my advice, it works and we out. <laughs>